What? Nothing. I was laughing. It's fun. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Oh, yeah, it is hump day. Happy hump day. Hey, everybody. Happy hump day. Wow. It was a week ago that it was Valentine's Day. Guys. Okay. Time is going by very fast. Mike, do you feel this way? I do feel like I'm hyper-focused on the passage of time. Oh, but. Mike, do you sense the time is just whipping by? Well, they often say that the older you get, obviously, your mm. each year relative to the years you've lived, it makes it feel like it's going faster, which makes yeah. sense. One year for a 10-year-old is different than one year for a 38-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, no, I totally agree. It's flying by. Yep. It really is. Then I came across, I mean, honestly, goodness, in the same way that Donna gets fed, like, llama videos mm-hmm. <laughs> and Instagram knows they're like okay so this is what does it for this person I'm coming across passage of time videos yes. we'll stop saying stuff like you say but that's <laughs> what I say <laughs> though <laughs> it's listening to you they're always listening to you they're always watching Do you hear me yeah, this right. thing said one evening we'll sit down. It's it's a video. These people are holding hands. It's the same thing. I've said a version of this a gazillion times. One day we'll sit down together. There will be no bath to run, no books to read, no little voices in the hall or laughter bouncing off the walls. No chaos here. Just you and me. Mm. If that's a good thing, though, right? It's a mixed thing. Nothing is all good thing. or bad. Okay, yeah. but then it's back to where it all began with your bride. I, I know. <sighs> You're really sensitive, though. I'm nostalgic, Donna. I'm starting to think with my eight-year-old, how many more times is she going to want to like put her head on my shoulder? Right now, she's in a real cuddly phase with me. Aww. And sometimes... It's really sweet. And there are other times when as a human, You're you like, just okay, don't want anybody to touch you right, right. now. But then I'm like, you know, this is going to pass. It's going to pass. And you're going to survive. I know. It'll be fine. I know. It just feels mixed. Butterfly Where's Bar- Bob Carlyle today? The, the man singing Butterfly Oh, I'm sure Kisses. he's on the casino tour. Right, and he's got what? This is probably the encore. Like, what other songs does he sing? Bob well, Carlyle. Ask me questions about some guy I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just asking you as a friend. Oh him. man! His I, two biggest hits to go along with "Butterfly Kisses" are "I Will Follow Christ" and "Answered Prayer." Oh, he received a Grammy he's award. Knee deep in the faith, like me. Okay, then. Father's love, man of his word. You must be an angel. We fall down. Oh, so all he, big songs. He does a lot of these sort of sentimental mm. things. Oh Sweet. man, he's got four Dove awards too. Oh yeah, that's like a Christian music mm-hmm. award, but they give them actual doves for that, <laughs> and then they eat them. Birds fly Let's around just... <laughs> the house all the time. Oh my God! Let's talk about Jay Leno now. You've brought the whole room down. Sorry, ah, I'm sorry. Downer. I'll try to stop doing that. Okay. This is very bizarre. And since you're kind of a witch, I thought you might be interested in this. Compliment accepted. <laughs> in a 2016 interview, Jay Leno said, I've lived with five women 
And every one of them was born on the same day. No, they weren't. He said, I can look at a woman and go, September 5th. No, He, he said, I don't know why that is. I don't look for a woman born on September 5th. I just wind up attracted to them. When he first met his wife, Mavis, he asked her if she was, quote, born on or around September 5th. And when she told him she was indeed a 9-5 baby, all he could do was laugh, kind of like, I knew it. In the same interview, Jay Leno <laughs> remembered having Kathy Guiswite. Look it up. On the show, she wrote the comic strip Kathy, and he found himself attracted to her. So he asked her for her birthday, September 5th. Jay does not question this. He just goes with it. He says, I'm one of the people who just, I'll accept things exactly as they appear to be. Hmm. It was funny because on uh, Instagram it said, Jay Leno casually revealing that he's a sorcerer. (laughs) (laughs) That is really weird. Like, what are the chances? What are the chances? That is crazy. Yeah. I thought you'd be into that because you want Miss Cleo to tell you your fortune. No, and I don't. You're a, you know, Leo. And so you want to find out what, if you should eat a hoagie today or whatever. Um, I am a Virgo. And you have it's vertigo. It's like you don't even know me. A Virgo with vertigo? Donna. What? That's crazy. <laughs> it's not. What is what do they say about Virgos? What do you, what do your fellow sorcerers say about your people? It's um, Virgo the Virgin. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. You know, we're neat freaks. Really? Yeah. I'd like to see your birth certificate. Wound a little tight. Okay. You know. This is now we're there. Hotter, hotter. Whatever. No, you're very loosey goosey now. You're doing great. It's eleven eleven. Make a wish. Thank you. Do you read your horoscope? Do you? I don't anymore. I did when I was a kid. Yeah. How you? about fortune cookies? Yes, absolutely. You think I'm just going to throw that cookie, that paper away? Do you eat the cookie? Yeah. Do you? You know what it's good with? Ice Chinese cream. food? <laughs> <laughs> that probably would be good with ice cream. Yeah. You know what we're really good with ice cream? What? Nilla wafers. All right, all right. Do you remember Nilla wafers? I don't like the way you're saying it, but yes. That's what they are. Nilla wafers. Nilla wafers. Do you remember Nilla wafers? Where's that box of Nilla wafers? No, where's that box of (laughs) Nilla wafers? Because you're specifying which wafers. Because those were in a time when wafers were all over the place. Which wafer do you want? The Nilla ones. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, they still make them. People, they're still part of recipes to make like crust. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen a box of Nilla wafers in someone's home in probably since the early 1990s. I would agree with that, but I see them at the store all the time. I go to the store too. I don't feel like I'm passing Nilla wafers. I feel like I would have picked up a box of Nilla wafers by now. Is it like too Nilla hard wafers. to say vanilla? Like, what's the deal? That's what they're called. I'm not trying to be fancy no, with I it. No, I mean them. I'm sorry. Here they are. Nilla wafers, yellow box. Yes, yellow box, brown cookie. And then they make, they're not brown cookies. Huh? They're like white cookies. They're not white. They're Nilla. 
that's what they taste like, but they're brown. That is they're tan. Bad. They're tan. Right, we'll yes, get, we'll they're give you tan. Okay. You can't say who was writer, Mike. White or brown? They're closer to white than they are brown. What? I yeah. gotta look at this crap. You gotta look at it. <laughs> no, that's a light brown. That's like a pancake. Which is the picture I'm looking at. Adjust your settings they're, on your first screen. First of all, they're terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible cookie. That, that no! can go hang out with the Oreo, which is garbage. Donna. Oh. <laughs> also, the Nilla wafer has fully adopted the same color scheme as Velveeta in their marketing. Oh, the yes. We got to get some Nilla wafers. We got to go. All right. Hey, if you're just exercising on the weekends, I got good news for you, my friends. According to a new study. That when we come right back on My Talk 1071. Oh, hi, guys. It's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. You know, uh, people need a lawyer who are going to fight for them, for their rights. You know, whether you've been injured in an accident, if you're in trouble, whatever the case, you have rights and you have to make sure you're treated fairly. Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant or a member of his team would be happy to meet with you free of charge to assess your case. If you are injured in an accident, Bradshaw and Bryant encourage you to make sure you contact an attorney right away because insurance companies, they've got teams of defense lawyers uh, to help them minimize your compensation. So you need someone to do the opposite of that for you. You need an experienced advocate on your side dedicated to solely protecting your interests. Justice for the injured, it's not just a slogan at Bradshaw and Bryant. It is the reason they are attorneys. It's all about making a positive difference in your life. You can find Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I have a study, but I lost all of my computer stuff, so I'm not even going to worry no, about it. No, what's going on over there? How can I be of service? We have a computer where if you don't touch it for any length of time, it closes everything down, and it'll say you have five seconds to get this. I know Mike has it ready for me. Kick it. Studies have shown that <laughs> studies have shown that the microbial several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. Now this is my kind of study. It's a health hack, okay? Okay. If you can't find time to exercise because you're too busy with work or life, no problem. Just stop using your weekends to relax, okay? 
A new study found you can skip working out Monday through Friday and still get in shape if you go really hard on the weekends. So this study looked at what they're calling weekend warriors, people who like to cram in all their exercise into a few days. And they found that's fine. The goal just needs to be at least 150 minutes of exercise per week. That means you could do 30 minutes five days a week, or you could do an hour and 15 minutes two days a week. What do you think? Mm, You're not buying it? I feel hesitant about it because it depends on what those other five days look like. Mm. If you become the king of a small country and you're just gluttonous and eating until you fall asleep, Mm. it feels like a little yo-yo-y. Possibly. Okay. But I also get it. To, to some extent, the math is the math. If it's the amount of time. But I don't know if it fully shakes out quite that easily. It feels like... Let me see who the study was done. Oh, the study was done by Bertha and her friends. <laughs> as long as you get those 150 minutes in, they say it might not matter because the people in the study who just did weekend workouts got an average of just under 148 minutes of exercise on the weekend. It still zapped belly fat and kept them in shape. Interesting. You, but you need to work out harder. Sure. And then it's all like, what are we doing? Are we burning calories? Are we burning? Are we, we, we developing muscle? Right. I know. Sometimes the deeper you look into it, the more complicated it feels. Sometimes a more simplistic approach feels like it might be better. Totes. I was doing the, in, the the treadmill the other day, walking on it at 25 incline. Wow, that's, that's intense. I may as well have been rock climbing. Wow. And But I was trying to just get a the best caloric burn I could in the shortest amount of time without running. Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> I was just doing my little power walk. Hey, Hal. Hey, I've Carrie. never gone that high. I've gone up to 15. Yeah. Remember that TikTok movement, 12, 3, Set your incline to 12, set your speed to 3, and set the timer to 30 minutes. They say that is a dumbed-down, effective way of doing treadmill cardio. 12, that's really high for 30 minutes. That's high. That's a steep incline. Yeah. To maintain. Yeah, I think you might be surprised. You've been doing leg workouts now. Yeah. I probably should be working out more. I didn't know I was supposed to be getting ready for this big climb. Yeah. I was just going to show up. (laughs) People are like, hey, what are you doing to to train? I'm like, train? I'm supposed to train? We are going to be climbing a lot of stairs, Donna. And we can't have Mama go down, right? Right. You know what you could do? That. The stair stepper. Okay. You know the stairway right to hell thing that they have in gyms? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get I like that. that. Okay. Yeah. I That's like that. a good training. Okay. I could do that. How many flights of stairs do you have to go up? Do you remember? I don't know. I don't know. All I right. really don't. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just going to wing it. Team Donna. <laughs> this is like a from couch to 5K kind of thing. You'll be fine. You'll be, be fine. fine. Last time I did it, I smoked like 
10 cigarettes the night before and showed up and I still made it. <laughs> what are you fighting? What are, what, are they, what are you climbing for? Are you, is it like a fight against lung cancer or something? Um, it is for blood cancers. Blood. Oh, geez. Those are serious. Yeah. Those are very serious. Okay. Do you um, want to join my team? I want to support you in an emotional capacity that you will feel. Rocco's going to do it. That is almost a guarantee for me to not do something in general. <laughs> if you just plainly said Rocco's doing it, I'm All like, right, I'm fine, out. No, fine. I want to support you from a distance. All right. And then I think I'll you're take your do... money. Great. Okay. Rocco's doing something active on April 20th. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, did he sign in ink? Because <laughs> I think you might not want to hold your breath. Shoot, dog. We'll figure it out. It'll be great. You could find out more, by the way, use keyword climb at I my think, talk. Yeah, Rocco might be misunderstanding like big climb or like getting high, like high. How high <laughs> will we go? Maybe he misunderstood me. <laughs> I have a feeling he may have. Oops. But All that's right. that's good. All right. All right. So there okay. you go. The study workout twice as long and hard on the weekends or a little bit every day, more or less. Get your 150 minutes of exercise in per week. Just do what you can, guys. We're all yeah. doing the best we can, right? And think of, I don't know how old you all are who are listening, but we're all in bathing suits less and less frequently now. So buy looser clothes and live and let die, James Bond. Great advice. All right. Are we playing a game? Whose voice is it anyway? That mm. game is next. Hey, it is Rocco for MNFatLoss.com. I would not talk to you about MNFatLoss.com and encourage you to call MNFatLoss.com if it didn't work for me, but it did. I went on the MNFatLoss.com weight loss program uh, March of last year. So March, April, May, uh, for two months, I uh, went on their program and, and lost about 25, 30 pounds. I started in the high 190s. I ended in the low 170s. Fast forward to today, I weighed in this morning. I'm still in the low 170s. I am right where I left off when I lost all that weight with MNFatLoss.com. What does that tell you? It tells you that it works. Time-tested methods. I didn't take a weird pill that I didn't know those side effects of. I didn't eat prepackaged meals. I didn't have plastic surgery. I just ate food I liked and watched the pounds come off. They're staying off. Mention my name, Rocco, and save $200. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Good morning and welcome back. 
You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Yeah. It's Wednesday. Play. Voice. Anyway. Anyway. Here's your host, Zamboni. It is time for Whose Voice Is It Anyway? This is a game where the two of you try to identify celebrity voices out of context. And you bid name that tune style on how many seconds you think it's going to take you to get the uh, correct name. If you're able to do so in the bid you selected, you will get a point. If you're not, your opponent will get the point. And uh, let's see how it goes. By the way, the score right now as we get set to play, Steve has a 4-3 advantage early on this season. Now I'll give you an overall category and then I'm going to give you a little choose your own adventure today. So your overall category for today, we're going to be hearing from Oscar winners who played historical figures. So they actually won Oscars for playing historical figures. Mm. Okay. I feel pretty good about this category. And how it's going to work is if you win the bid or if you're not winning the bid, if you're up to bid on how many seconds or start the bidding, I'm going to give you the choice. I will either tell you the year and the category they won for. Or I will give you a descriptor about the historical figure they played. So, for example, if Daniel Day-Lewis was the voice, you could choose. Would you want to have the uh, the descriptor? So it could be best actor of 2012. Okay. Or politician. Because, of course, he won that Oscar for playing Abraham Lincoln. Okay. So it's up to you. Whichever way you want to go. You can go the Oscar year and the category. Or you can go the descriptor on that person. Okay. Just throwing a little wrench in there for you. I'm flipping right. a coin right. right now. Somebody call it. Tails. It is flipping, flipping, flipping. <laughs> it is heads. Oh, thank you. Okay. I'll take it. So, Steve, you're going to start again. These people that we are going to be hearing from today have all won Oscars for their roles as historical figures. And for your first one, Steve, would you like the descriptor of the historical figure or would you like the year and the category they won oh okay okay um i didn't know if we were to we got to choose that no, now you got or to choose, after yeah, we whoever bids but i like this style yeah i want to go it. with the with the year please the year okay so for our first voice 2012 best actress oscar they won the oscar for best actress in 2012 i can name that voice in seven seconds I can name that voice in six seconds. I can name that voice in five seconds. Okay. Name that voice. All right. right. You're going to have five seconds to name our first voice. Again, these are all people that have won Oscars for playing historical figures. And your first uh, descriptor was 2012 Best Actress Oscar winner. Let's go, Steve. All right. You've got five seconds. Steve Patterson, to start things off today, name this voice. When, when I watch my children play, the little ones, it never occurs to them. Oh, yeah. This is who I was hoping it would be. I wasn't sure if the year was right in my mind. I think that it's for the movie The Iron Lady as her, port- her portrayal of Margaret Thatcher. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the voice of Oscar winner Meryl Streep. Final answer. Is that for the first point, Meryl Streep? It absolutely is. Yeah, Nicely done. You got the first one. Got And you nailed every part of it. Uh, that indeed was for her role as Margaret Thatcher. Politician would have been your clue. Uh, in uh, that movie, Iron Lady. Boy, I can't believe that came out the same year as Lincoln. But it did. Right? Because that was 2012, well, too. 2012, in, in, in too. So, yeah, it would have been. And they won it in 2012, so I think the movie came out in 2011. Okay. Yeah. Well, and she says, when I watch my children play. Mm-hmm. So that was... 12 years ago, her children are like... She may have been recounting a memory, Donna. I'm sorry. 
she was actually describing uh, the role of acting and basically said, like, when I see my children play, they don't for a second think that they're not, acting. you know, a, a hero on a pirate ship or whatever. Or like they they play. They go all in oh, just like I do with acting. It. So cool. I think she was recalling a memory in that comment. Okay. So right. there you go. You got the first one. Nicely yeah. done, Steve. You take a one zero lead. We move on to our second voice. Uh, again, Donna, you get to choose this time. Do you want the year and the category, or do you want uh, a descriptor of the individual that they portrayed? Um, the That one. Okay. Uh, this one, for our second voice, they won an Oscar for playing the role of a singer. Okay. Oscar winner for playing historical figures. This second voice, they played a singer. Okay. I can name that voice in seven seconds. I can name that voice in five seconds. Come on now. Prove to the women that it's still the year of Barbie. And do it in four for the young ladies out there. I can do it in four seconds. Name that voice. All right. All right, Donna. You are going to have four seconds to name our second voice today. Mm. And these are all Oscar winners for playing historical figures. And your uh, second voice, they won the Oscar for portraying a singer. Are you ready to give this a whirl, Donna? Mm. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Again, playing whose voice is it anyway? It's a 4-3 overall lead for Steve. He has the 1-0 lead when it comes to this game today, but Donna can tie it up if she can name this voice in four seconds. Are you ready? Yes. Then Donna Valentine, name this voice. I just stay in her wake, then nothing bad will happen to me. So that's what I wanted to create this larger than life. Um, okay. Again, Oscar win for playing a historical figure, and this uh, win was for playing a singer. I'm going to give you a hint here, too, Donna. Oh, whoa. Okay, that wasn't Angela Bassett. Just in case you think of it in the way that I sometimes do, a historical figure does not mean a political figure, necessarily. Okay. Sometimes my mind goes there. And it's a singer. So I gave you right. that descriptor right. as well. So yeah. in this case, it's a singer. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just wondering but if you're thinking of someone singing at an inauguration or oh. something like that. <laughs> so yeah, free your mind a little bit. Um. Okay. Okay. That is somebody who just, just watch her hone in on this. One won an Oscar though. One won an Oscar for this yeah. portrayal. Dang it! I'm gonna run out of time. That, There's no time limit. Um. That is. Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> Oscar winner, Aubrey Plaza. I don't care. Donna, I don't, don't care. Stop it. No, I stop hey. All right, if that's Aubrey Plaza, it's going to be a 1-1 game. If it's uh, anybody else, uh, it is going to be uh, a 2-0 lead for Steve. Is that voice the voice of Aubrey Plaza? It is not. Steve quickly says this. Let's let the uh, My Talkers listen to it one more time. Let Donna listen to it one more time. And then, Steve, you can tell us your uh, thought. I just stay in her wake. Then nothing bad will happen to me. So that's what I wanted to create this larger. Oh, my gosh. Who is it? I think that is the voice of Reese Witherspoon bringing June Carter Cash to life and walk the line. That's good. That's good. If I just stay in her wake, then nothing bad will happen to me. So that's what I wanted to create. You know, this large- absolutely correct. Reese Witherspoon. And again, you nailed it. She brought June Carter Cash uh, in Walk the Line. And that was enough to win her the 2006 Supporting Actress of the uh, Year Oscar. Yeah. And I think I feel like Joaquin won Best Actor that year. Yeah, that, that was, was a big... wonderful movie. They both mm-hmm. did that so well. Also, Mike, I do love the stakes of the game that when you think about it, it's actually 
and you've said this before, but this is, can you identify this one voice out of 7 billion voices? When yeah. you really think about it, mm-hmm. Donna. Yeah. That makes it sound even more awesome, what we're doing. And by we, I mean I. <laughs> All right. Now, you have the 2-0 lead, but this is far from over because there's one thing Donna is better at in this game than anybody else, and that mm-hmm. is getting the bonus clue. She's done it like three times. I'm going to be playing this uh, bonus clue. This is an opportunity for Donna to quickly get two points and force the final voice for the win. Okay. And I will give you the year and the award. Okay? Okay. So for our bonus voice, you're going to hear a quick little clip from this individual. And this individual won the Best Actor Oscar, Best Actor Oscar in 2004. Okay. So we've got a Best Actor winner in 2004. You're going to get a quick clip. Okay. So listen closely. And Donna, to tie things up, Yeah. name this voice. The, the telecast, it was a little... It was a little... The telecast was a little... That is Ben Affleck. If that is Ben Affleck, we are headed to our final voice to decide it all. Was that Ben Affleck? It was not. Uh, Let's hear it one more time. The the telecast, it was a little... little That is the voice of Ray Charles as portrayed by Jamie Jamie Foxx. He's really good at this game. I did not... I do not hear Jamie Foxx in that at all. That's Ooh. concerning. Let's hear it again. The, t- the telecast, it was a little, it was a little off. So. Not oh even gosh. a little. Really? Wow. Yeah. You should go to an audiologist. Oh. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's got such an identifiable voice. I'm really upset. You're doing great, though. You're doing well in other games this year. Shut up. And by the way, if it would have come down to it, this would have been our uh, deciding voice. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Here's what it would have been uh, if it did come down to just for fun. Steve, you get the win today. Congratulations. Yeah, Steve. Uh, Five to three is now where we sit for this game. Our uh, final one, if it would have come down to it, we've got a 2006 Best Actor winner. So again, one Best Actor in 2006. Mm -hmm. Name this voice. He was a lot of things. I mean, he was very ambitious. Steve. Yeah. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He is so good at this game. Wow. It's unbelievable. That is really good. <laughs> Capote, by the way, was the uh, movie. Uh, he played Truman Capote. Well, okay. he tragically and, uh, passed away no, of an overdose, yeah. right? It was an overdose, I believe, Philip that he died of. Yeah, Seymour, Philip Hoffman, Seymour Hoffman, yeah. yeah. So sad. That was so sad. He's so talented. Very good. What a commanding presence on screen. Yep. That he had, but also could be very funny. What was he? Along came Polly. Along came Polly was fantastic in oh, that movie. I don't remember. Oh, him he's in that. comedic. He's outside shooting basketball, Donna. Rainmaker, and he's just not getting anywhere close. It's pretty great. It was a great oh, scene. He played like a chi- he played a child star that was like the best friend of uh, <laughs> of Ben Stiller's character, and it just it's so good. Yeah. And then he, of course, was the comic relief in the movie Twister, which was awesome. He was great in that as Dusty. I've never seen Twister. Oh, you need to oh, see Twister. You I got to see that. That's a good Twister. movie. It's and now just, they got the remake coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I uh, listen to? By the way, Mike, great job. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So great good. job. You great too. job. Yeah. Right. Um, I used to tell you about this podcast all the time, Donna, and then I sort of tired on it. And I know it's not as much your speed, but it's called Off Camera with Sam Jones. I don't like that guy. And it's an hour-long, long-form interview. It's He's a photographer, 
a Hollywood photographer has photographed all these stars. That's how he gets access to them. He's now, developed the relationship with them that way. Like a film photographer? No, like a, let me take your picture. Oh. And so he does all these magazine shoots and stuff like that. He's, so, he just lacks personality. His delivery is flat, but I actually think that's kind of what puts the person that he's talking to at ease because mm. they don't feel like they need to match energy with a James Corden, Jimmy Fallon, Conan O'Brien. Sure. So it's a nice one if you have a long ride. Anyway, last couple of days I got through the hour-long interview with Robert Downey Jr. And I think it was conducted probably back in like 2017. But as I heard Philip Seymour Hoffman and thinking just what a good actor he was, thinking mm-hmm. back to like the craft of acting, Robert Downey Jr. talking all about his upbringing and his approach and how he petitioned to get the job of Tony Stark and all that. It's called Off Camera with Sam Jones. He's great one with Will Ferrell. Great one with John Krasinski, with Matt Damon. I mean, a lot, lot of good It's also a TV series. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I've never seen that version of it. I've only ever listened to it. Okay. Um, but anyway. All right. Good talk. Good all game. Right. Congratulations. All right. You're Whoa. great. Oh, my gosh. I suck. Oh, hey, hey. Donna. I don't care. It was the year of Barbie last year. It is the year of Ken. Men are back. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. I have a stupid. We're going to find out the soup of the day next. And then the top five Oscar movies reimagined as though the Muppets were starring in them. Okay. One of the dumber lists out on the internet today, but it's kind of fun. We'll get to it next on my talk. Hi. Hello. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. We got a weird Oscar story to get to here in a moment that involves the Muppets. But first, uh, we got an email from Angie. This is kind of crazy. Earlier, we were talking about fortune cookies. We were talking about Nilla wafers, then fortune cookies. Angie wrote, you are not going to believe me. But the actual second that Steve said, do you like fortune cookies? Stop. I was literally cracking a fortune cookie and here is what it said inside wow know a person with time know a horse with distance what please interpret how unlikely is it that uh, that's probably similar to the odds of hitting powerball what happened to her of all the stations that she could be listening to First, if you start with all the things she could be doing. And then if you narrow it down to of all the media she could be engaging with. Mm. And then of all the media, all the FM radio stations that she could be listening to. She might not even be real. It's ours. She could be a ghost. And of all the things she could be eating or drinking or doing, you know, if you run that down, that's probably similar to a Powerball odds that she cracks into a fortune cookie as we, unteased, with no advance notice, Mm -hmm. randomly say, what about fortune cookies? As for what it says, that's a misprint, Angie. That's on you. Know a person with time, know a horse with distance. Put me down for a, I don't know. I got that one. What's it mean? So, like, what is a horse seeking most? The ability to run. The ability to be a horse and explore and be active. That's what a horse wants to do. It has distance. Yes, King. A person is just seeking time. If you want to be our true selves, we need time to be our true selves. Wow, Mike. That's how I read it. You have to eat the cookie or your fortune won't be fulfilled. That's what some people say. Hopefully she ate it.
Also, Brian sent us an email. Nilla wafers. Nilla wafers are super good. I'm surprised Donna doesn't like them. It seems like a couple plain Nilla wafers would be the perfect snack for her. <laughs> Sometimes I get a box with a can of whipped chocolate cake frosting and go to town. Ooh. That part sounds good. That cookie is a little dry. Vanilla wafer? Yeah. Yeah, there's, I don't know. I haven't had them in a very long time, but I just remember really enjoying them as a kid. It's a grandma cookie. That's where I got it. It was always at my grandma Scott's house. There you go. There was this interesting write-up today of every best picture winner ranked by how good a Muppets version would be. Every Academy Award Best Picture winner ranked by how good a Muppets version would be. I'll give you the top five. Okay? Yeah, cute. Uh, Let's see here. Coming in at number five, scrolling. They did the whole list chronologically, and I'm on page two of the top 100. They have the top 100 movies that would be Muppets versions. Um, The Deer Hunter came in at number five. Came out in 1978, won Best Picture. Muppets forced to play Russian roulette as prisoners of war in Vietnam. Muppets dealing with PTSD. Muppets as broken men who will never be the same again. Would it be bleak to see such happy creatures put through this psychological damage? Yes. And that's why it would be incredible. That's number five. That is awful. I hate that. The fourth best movie, according to this list, on harddrive.net, real. Everything, everywhere, all at once, a.k.a. Hot Dog Fingers. (laughs) Do I really need to explain? Now I'm listening. Okay. How incredible a Muppet multiverse would be. This is the only film that's done the multiverse well, and if anything can save the concept from the dredges of creative bankruptcy that it's currently in, it would be the Muppets. Now, this one I don't understand, and I hesitate to to even mention it with what's going on in Israel and Palestine, but number three on their list is Schindler's List, 1993. Whose list is this? Harddrive.net, and it says, not going to explain this one, nor do I have to. You knew it would be top three, and you know why. I've never seen Schindler's List. Oh. Wow. And so I don't know if there was some hidden reference in there or not. Let's move past that one. Okay. Please. Let's move ahead to... <gasps> the Godfather. Oh. I was like, what yeah. is happening? <laughs> Does he need medical attention? <laughs> 1972. Better as a Muppets version. The slow descent into evil, the crime drama, the doomed romance, the killings. Look at how they massacred my Muppet. The greatest ode to the rot at the center of the American dream being performed by Kermit and the gang. Do Muppets even eat cannoli? Well, they will now. (laughs) Just picture the montage of Muppet murders as Kermit sits at his child's baptism. Tell me with a straight face that wouldn't be the most incredible crime film ever. From the first frame of whichever... Muppet plays Don Vito. My money is on the Swedish chef. Think about it. This would be an all-timer. And finally... Put Beaker's head in the mattress. (laughs) (laughs) Sheets. Beaker's head. (laughs) The number one movie, better uh, Academy Award winning movie for Best Picture, that would be better as a Muppet version, The Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Their reason? This would be the greatest movie ever made. I know it and you know it. Muppets Return of the King on its own would be the greatest thing ever put to film. The epic battles, the rousing speeches, the inspired acts of bravery, all of it with Muppets would be a transcendent piece of art that would ever so briefly unite humanity. Its existence would also mean that the Muppets Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers also exist. A whole Muppets Lord of the Rings trilogy. 
Art is subjective and nothing can please everyone except for this. Everyone on Earth would love this. We would be able to show it to extraterrestrial species to prove that we are worthy of joining the Galactic Senate. They would see it. They would realize we are a species that can contribute positively to the universe. All of our problems would be solved. The Muppets, Lord of the Rings, will be our salvation. So says hard-drive.net. Thanks, Steve. I yield my time to you, Donna. Well, the soup is chilly. Son of a gun. Let's find out what the entree is. We have about 20 seconds. Come down for moose soup after! Their entrees, they're in bed with those empaths. Because all that stuff is cartery or artery clogging, clogging, delicious, unhealthy food. We're really up against it here. Oh, yeah. I think I might just go get sushi. Hubbard Cafeteria, please leave a message. Oh, I'm a big Where are yet. you? Where are you? Or press pound for additional options. Where are you? Oh, you didn't leave me either. I did. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll take a break. We'll be back. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn with Mike. That's next.